Yes. Oh, you saw SpaceX lights? We think we saw SpaceX. The, um, which one? Alright, we can talk about it. Yeah. Is it recording? Yes. Ah. My neighbor and his chainsaw, or the soundtrack to my beautiful life. A weed whacker is music to my ears. A weed whacker to wake me up in the morning. A jackhammer across the street. I have a dream where I'm stomping my feet. I don't mind the sound of a crane. I have a dream that I'm in Spain, working on the Sagrada Familia. I like the sound of my neighbor's helicopter. I like my neighbor like I love my gang stalkers. It's a beautiful day in the Gulch. And we just missed out on three and a half minutes of gold. delightful banter. But that's okay. We'll just keep digging for gold. That's the thing about gold, is once you strike it, you just keep digging. Until yeah. you deplete the vein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but you can't you can't stop though because they're all because I've seen these images online where a guy stops digging for gold. Yeah, and it's like he's like an inch away from all these beautiful riches and diamonds and stuff. Right, and the other thing is like um, you might dig for gold, but you might just find copper, and that's okay too. Copper's great. Copper's great. It's, it's it's like bronze. It's it's not quite as good as silver, but it's better than nothing. Copper conducts electricity. It's antimicrobial. It's anti-aging. Yeah, yeah you need it's, a little bit. Um, it'll help you. At, it it'll um, if you drink out of a copper cup, it'll keep you young forever. Have you been listening Wear to Andrew bracelet. Huberman? <laughs> yeah. No, not no. I actually I saw a TikTok. Where a guy was covered in copper armor, like, he was like a black steampunk guy. Yeah. Oh, I went to a Psychedelic Furs concert. Oh, yeah. And they had a, uh, they had a saxophone player who was like, he looked like he was about four foot eleven. And he was adorned in steampunk garb. Really? He had like a top hat and goggles and like leather pants and like a... A, a suit jacket with like uh, tails, like two tails, like yeah. the penguin. But he was ripping on saxophone. Do they have a lot of songs with saxophone? They're, Not on their record, but live. Yeah, they every do. Every song? Not quite every song, but a lot of the songs had saxophone. I know they're an 80s band. I know they do Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Bohemian Like You. No. Um, <laughs> they do love my way yeah that's true but i i never imagined they would be like a steampunk guy there's just like one steampunk guy and the rest of the guys are like normal i guess like the 80s new wave stuff like it kind of was there's kind of like some borderline steampunk stuff in the 80s yeah yeah especially the hairstyles it's not steampunk but yeah it's spiritually steampunk it's just like extra like a lot of jangly adornments accessory over there's a tendency to over accessorize in both in both fashion styles i think yeah i just saw like this i just watched this video recently and i can't remember the artist he's like a one-hit wonder but he had like he he had like this kind of flock of seagulls type hairdo and he had like oh it was it was that uh song um Science. 
She blinded me with science. Yeah. You know, have you ever seen that music video? Isn't that a Herbie Hancock song? No, it's not. It's like some, it's like some uh-huh. like kind of like uh, 80s new wave guy who looks like he works at Bee Foods. Right. But uh, Thomas Dolby. Thomas Dolby. There was like a whole crew of guys in town. They all looked like Thomas Dolby. And oh, this like, is weird. But I feel like he's vaguely, like, kind of steampunk in that he was, like, wearing goggles and, like, pretty much just that he was wearing goggles. Yeah, it's crazy. Thomas Dolby absolutely looks like a Bloomington guy. Well, there was, like, a crew of, like, probably, like, five guys that all looked like Thomas Dolby. And they all, like, worked at B-Foods and stuff. This is interesting. Thomas Dolby is credited on When Love Breaks Down by Prefab Sprout. On Spotify. That's cool. That that seems like it tracks. Like those guys seem like they would know each other, for sure. I I like and just in defense of myself, I swear Herbie Hancock has like a '80s cheesy science song. Yes. Or like she blinded me with science. Man, when I was a kid, I had this '80s comp. CD that like had that song on it and it had like you know like I'll Stop the World and Melt With You and Come On Eileen and you know and I always thought that that Thomas Dolby song was like so I thought it was so good but I hated the sample of like the scientist she blinded me with science I didn't like that part yeah that part's really bad it's it's not cool at all. But I, don't, I guess that's what makes it cool. Because when I saw the guy... He looks like a scientist. He looks like a handsome... He looks like a handsome... Skateboarding guy. I don't know. From these pictures... Or he looks like... He looks like an, an annoying grad student. In that video. She blinded me with science. Yeah, like, who is this song for? I guess just, like, 80s guys. Yeah. Yeah, that that was actually, like, uh, that's what I was thinking a lot during Psychedelic Furs. It's like, who was this band for? Because it's like, they aren't experimental enough to be, like, a cool underground post-punk band. Yeah. And they aren't quite pop enough to be like a wildly popular Duran Duran type synth 80s pop band. Yeah. They're just kind of in this weird middle period. They have like two Amazing great songs, songs and then they have a bunch of okay songs where they're just kind of like atmospherically all over the place. Yeah, I feel like maybe like I, yeah, I wonder what they were going for. I'm sure th- they were conflicted. They were probably like, we're cool guys, but like, they probably were like, but we could be like giant pop stars, you know? Yeah. Which do you think they're going for? Maybe both? I think maybe neither. Neither? Yeah, maybe both and neither at the same time. Yeah, it's like, it's just like hard to say, you know, like, 
because it's just such a different era so it's like yeah there's so, so many of those bands were really cheesy you know all we can do is speculate or wonder rather Hmm. Yes. Wondering is always the better move than speculating. But when you when you're when you're trying to record a podcast, it's better to speculate because it keeps the conversation going, right? Yeah, I think you can want. I think you can wonder in conversation too. It's just the nature of. it's just the amount of uh, imagination you're willing to afford. Because there's a speculative fiction, mm-hmm. right? What like, exactly is speculative fiction? It's like sci-fi, but but without the cool parts, I think. <laughs> it's like, what if... What would life be like in five years if Sarah Palin had become president? Okay. Like there isn't much wonder or imagination in, involved in speculate in speculative fiction. Yeah. And yet there is to an extent. Yeah, I see what you mean. What if the psychedelic furs became, became famous? Famous like Nirvana. <laughs> what would it, what would the world be like? Mostly the same. Mostly the same, yet... They probably wouldn't... People would have a steampunk... People would think having a steampunk saxophone player was really tough. Well, yeah, that's what... The thing is, I think it's like... Alright, guys, we need a saxophone player for a tour. Alright, let's hire a saxophone player. And then it's like, well, how many 60-year-old saxophone players who are willing to go on... Who are willing to go on tour on a U.S. tour that includes places like the Brown County Music Center. All right, how many guys like that are in Britain currently? Probably not that many, and the ones who are... Are freaks. Are likely to be steampunk-affiliated little guys. Who can rip, also? Stole the show. Everyone was raving about the saxophonist, who also was playing two sa- two different kinds of saxophones. A baritone and a... I uh, guess... I don't think it's a, a... Is it a baritone? It's the one that's like... Baritone's a big one. It wasn't a baritone. It was the one that's like uh, straight, and it sounds like a bagpipe. Um, uh, yeah, like a... An alto? An alto sax? Yeah. Well, that it also could be a clarinet. No, it's not an alto it's, sax. It's not a clarinet. Wait. Is there, no? I think it is an alto. I think it like it, when you start playing saxophone first, you play clarinet, right? And then once you go far enough into saxophone, you you end up playing clarinet again. Or it might be a digital saxophone. Oh, whoa! Or a soprano oh, saxophone. Um, a Yui. What do you mean? Or an electronic uh, wind instrument. Iwi. Iwi. Oh, yeah. That's 
that's cool. So wait, who else played with them? Squeeze. Oh yeah, Squeeze. Yeah. See, that's the actual. That's the actual cool band. Right, but they're also dorky in their own way. What were they dressed like? They were all wearing suits that were different colors, like the Wiggles. Really? Yeah. What colors? Or were OK they Go. Like, oh, uh, like uh, green, red, blue, yellow. Was there purple? There might have been a purple. Gray, maybe. There was probably gray? just one that was gray. Because their, their album cover is purple. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what I was thinking, purple. Yeah, that that sounds like it was really fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I like that uh, bands like that are playing the Brown County Music Center. And it's actually like a fairly decently attended event. Had you been to the Brown County Music Center before? Yeah. That's where I got a COVID vaccine. Oh, really? Yeah. You got your vaccine there? Yeah. It was on stage and everyone clapped. (laughs) No way. Have Have you seen a concert there? No. Everclear played there a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. That would be cool. Uh, Johnny Depp was there with Jeff Beck, like, oh, last year. yeah. And then Jeff Beck died, like, a few weeks <laughs> later. And wasn't the headline in the Indie Star, uh, Johnny Depp ruins perfectly good <laughs> Jeff Beck concert? Yeah, I think so. Or it was, that could have been, like, a, a hard times article yeah too. or I just remember some yeah some but some i mean weisenheimer whipped it up in photoshop yeah yeah you were doing it up you went to you went to the brown county music music uh center Mm-hmm. And then you also went to Farm Aid. Yep. The next day, to you saw a bunch of bands. Like you're at, it's like you're at like an old guy fest. I know. For the whole weekend. I was learning their ways. Yeah. It it was definitely so the crowd skewed a lot older at uh, psychedelic furs. Really yeah. older than older than Farm Aid. From what I could see, yeah. Hmm. I think it's because of the nature of the event. Meaning they have like a built-in crowd of like a seated crafts and fairs people, craft fair people in Nashville. No, no, kind no, like no. Meaning, uh, the farm aid attracted like fest people, like people who go to festivals. Oh, because which is younger. Bob Weir was there. Yeah, there's. It was. It was actually like from my vantage point, it seemed like it was like seventy-five percent deadheads. Wow. Uh. 10% um, Dave Matthews fans. So those that gives kinda, me to 85%. No, but they're adorned. Kinda, they're adorned very different. Yeah, you, there's obviously, a Venn diagram. Obviously, there's a Venn includes. diagram, but they were adorned differently. So, Everyone was in there. Um, wearing this t-shirt yes. of the artist they're there to see. Yes. And the Dave Matthews band soccer jerseys were actually pretty cool. Dave Matthews is cool. Yes. Like. Yeah, he has that cool accent when he speaks. Oh yeah, I always forget that he's like South African. 
Is he no, South he's not. African? I think he's just from Virginia. <laughs> so he's got a cool accent from Virginia, but you know, like, uh, wait, no, you're right. He was uh, born in South Africa, but does, he doesn't have a South African accent. He has like a, he's got a mid-Atlantic kind of hey. Uh, no, it's uh, like... It, thanks for coming to my show. I'm wearing flip-flops. It's more like... Uh, like an old... Your body is a wonderland, see? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. I can't tell. Yeah, it's more like a, a... A southern soldier in the Civil War or something. Like he's... Like, uh... He was... It's a it's an American affectation to cover up. Yeah, his, I think it to is to cover up his. Uh, I think it's totally sort of, uh, an affect. But he's the band started in in South Carolina. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He was like he was like the world's he was like the world's like best bartender or something. They're kind of like the replacements in that they were always hanging out in a bar and stuff. But it was a bar in South Carolina. Yeah, they're like this one, this one band that hangs out in a bar. I'm just playing. Well, I mean, like they're like kind. They, I think they were like really like bar people, but they're like from a different. Like you got like Jimmy Buffett type bar people. You got like Dave Matthews type people, and they're similar, right? But they're not like replacements type bar people. There's more despair and leather jackets and stuff in the other one. No, he yeah he definitely plays up his weird accent on stage. Anyway. That's cool. What's your favorite, like, Dave Matthews song? Crash. Crash? Duh. Yeah, that's mine too. Hike up that skirt a little more and show your show world, your world to, me. to me. Show your world to me. And crash into me. Well, no. Alright, so you saw Dave Matthews. You saw Neil Young. Mm hmm. You saw Bob Dylan. Yes. You saw Bob Weir. Yes. I saw Jim Irsay. You saw Jim Irsay. And he had Edron James on stage with him. <laughs> Jim Irsay and Edron James. Honestly, that is the person I would be, besides Bob Dylan. Yeah. That's the person that I would have been the most excited to it was, see. I was, me too. I, it was a fascinating he's like thing. A freak. Yeah, he's he's a really bizarre person. I was watching the Notre Dame game with um, Patrick on Saturday, and he was there was like this commercial about like mental health, mm -hmm. like it was like a sort of a suicide commercial, mm -hmm. and uh, Jim Irsay was in it. And I was like, who's that guy? Is that like a professional wrestler? And they're like, no, that's Jim Irsay. And I was like, 
Oh, because I didn't know what he looked like. I had heard all these stories about him throwing these weird concerts and, you know, forcing, sort of forcing people to watch him perform, like, this live band karaoke with, like, famous rock stars and stuff. And I've been fascinated by it. Yeah, and he owns, um... He owns the manuscript of... Oh, on the road. On the road. Man, Indiana is winning. <laughs> and he has like crazy tweets too. Oh, do you? What, what's what's he's? What sort of stuff does he write on X? Thank you for using the correct name. <laughs> uh, I need to see if I can find like his old tweets from like 2012. I always say Jer- Jack Kerouac would have loved X would have loved twitter you you always say that yeah or he just loves scrolling all right so here's an article from 2011 you like my scrolling joke oh that was good sorry no, that was okay. good no, wait, let me see that, i was scrolling while you said it yeah, so it, yeah. it just like went out in one ear out the other no that that article doesn't work oh yeah and you saw john mellencamp yeah, John. John was good. Everyone, everyone, uh, talks their junk about John Mellencamp, but I like John Mellencamp. Yeah. Did he play uh, uh, "Hurt So Good"? Oh yeah. Nice. That's my favorite John song. Dude, did uh, I saw a clip? Someone posted of him singing. Uh, I guess. Little Pink Houses. Mm-hmm. And it was just the whole crowd was singing. And it was just acoustic guitar. Or maybe it was Jack and Diane. Is yeah. That, wait. That didn't happen. At, oh, maybe it was Jack and Diane. Yeah, he did do that. He, he did the whole crowd sang along to Jack and Diane. I, I watched that clip and it gave me the ick. Like, it, it made me, gave me the reverse of Goosebumps. Really? Like, I was just like, ugh. It, I was like, I'm surprised I didn't to like hear it. that. Really? Yeah. But look, okay, so here's an example of Jim Earsay. It's a tweet that says, well, it's a picture of him in a t-shirt wearing a hat, and there's like a stain on his shirt, and it says, uh, it's time to let the monster get out of its cage to feed. <laughs> and he he looks really wasted. Wow. Yeah, his his shirt's all wet and his hat's on crooked. Yeah. So that pretty much sums it up. He's like a flamboyant. uh, Is he a billionaire or a millionaire? I think he is a billionaire. Yeah. Do you think that Jim Irsay should uh, do like body modifications and stuff like that, like turn himself into a robot? (laughs) I don't think he has much, many brain cells to work with, Mm. compared to some of these other guys. Yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely, like, I would, just being completely honest, I would definitely do that if I was a billionaire. Yeah, I think it's, I I think it's, uh, I think it's good, too, to be honest. No, not turn yourself into a robot. No, I know what you mean. Have a band would, that, and force I would have everyone a band to watch you. force everyone to watch, yeah. Yeah, he, he didn't even do a, he did a good job. It was, like, a captivating performance. 
Because he's like a tortured soul. <laughs> like, he's like a true artist. He's saying comfortably numb. <laughs> so, wait, yeah, he's saying comfortably numb, and what else? Lawyers, uh, guns, and money. guns, and money. See, it's funny that he would send that, too, because that's kind of about being, like, a spoiled rich kid, like, pretending to be, like, an adventurer guy or something, right? Yes. Or that's, like, what I always imagine that song is about. Maybe it's... Is that what it's about? Guys like that love songs like that. Like, Fortunate Son is guys like that favorite song. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Fortunate son, lawyers, guns, and money. Um, Maggie's farm. Maggie's farm. Dude, I don't I know. Know, Bob Dylan was saying, "I ain't working on Maggie's brother no more." <laughs> he kept. I saw a clip where he kept saying, "I ain't working on Maggie's brother no more." <laughs> instead of farm. Well, I'm there, like, what is it? What do you mean by? There's a line in the song where it's like, "I ain't working for Maggie's brother no more." But he was saying on. Well, you know, he was doing his best. <laughs> it, he's gotten to the point where um, where he's, like, so old that I, I don't know if he's, like, if he's, like, messing with people or if he's just, like, senile or something. Yeah. I think he's just messing with people. Yeah, it's still. interesting how, like... Because he loves messing with people. We saw... Th- yeah, he's a, he's a merry prankster. You saw what? We saw three of the oldest musicians in the world. Willie Nelson? Yeah, and they all have different faculty. They all clearly have different faculties. Faculties? I don't know why. I didn't. Faculties is the wrong word. They're just all at different stages of life, even though they're all really old. Like, like uh, Neil Young was walking around singing and playing harmonica and he like sounded really good is he the he's probably the youngest he probably one. is the youngest one by by, by maybe five, five or ten years or yeah like uh bob dylan was standing up and playing guitar which is new for him mm-hmm. and then willie nelson was really old and he can't move his arm very well but he sounded good playing guitar and he sounded good singing I like how I like how Willie Nelson's guitar like is so old looking too. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Like Willie Nelson has like those big long earlobes like a Buddha. <laughs> yeah. Big big long earlobes. Yep. <laughs> I was just thinking about Willie Nelson's guitar and like I was thinking like I saw somebody holding it like one of our friends was like holding it. In reality? Yeah, I think it was Mikey. Oh, that would make Are you sure it was Willie Nelson's guitar? I've seen yeah. him holding guitars lately. Yeah, no, maybe it was somebody else. 
I think it was something Cora showed me on the phone. Yeah, it wasn't Mikey. <laughs> but Mikey was holding somebody's funny guitar. Uh, Whatever. He's holding Jason Isbell's guitar. Oh, yeah. Way different. <laughs> G- give, J- give Jason Isbell, like, another 40 years. Yeah. And then we'll see. Yeah. But he's, he is amazing. Right. Yeah, he's he amazing. is amazing. He is amazing. Yeah. I think it's okay to just tell... I don't always need to fact-check you. We don't need to be fact-checking each other. No, I think it's good. Because, you think it's good? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's good to fact-check. I don't want to be spreading misinformation. Yeah, but... Like, oh, my friend Mikey was, like, playing Willie Nelson's guitar. And it's like, <laughs> that's not true at all. Yeah, but... And then you're like, you're like, Dave Matthews isn't from New Zealand. He's from Virginia. South Africa. Yeah. Well, we were both right and wrong yeah. on that one. I think it's okay to, to tell a tall tale. Someone's Someone's got a spinny yarn. No one's yeah, really dude. spinning yarns anymore. I was if I could just spin yarn, my life would be so much easier. If I all I had to do is spin yarn, I could just say like, I could just say like, you know, I'm one, I'm a half pumpkin. I'm half pumpkin. What do you mean by that? My grandfather was a pumpkin, so I'm one fourth pumpkin. Yeah. But I pretend like I'm half pumpkin. Uh, What's it like, like being half pumpkin? I haven't gotten that far. <laughs> it's, uh, that's not a yeah. yarn. You're, not we're a not yarn. spinning a yarn. I'm we're not just good at it yet. yeah. Huh. I I saw a helicopter today, and it was flying really low. It was my gang stalkers. They followed me to work. Um, I don't think... I feel like if you say gang stalker, it it goes out of yarn spinning territory and into like paranoid delusion. Paranoid, yeah. Paranoid territory. I think, like, spinning in yarn... I think the 27 Bananas story, I think that's an example of a yarn. That really happened. I, I know, really did that. but it's a thread of truth. But if you wanted to, you could spin a yarn from it. Yeah. So I, well, I. So how would you how would you spin that yarn? Would you be like you'd be like. So, because I ate twenty seven bananas. What happened? I would be like. You would be like I ate twenty seven bananas. First of all, you could lie about how big the bananas were. They were, like, normal-sized. Okay, so you're telling the truth on that one. You could uh, spin a yarn about how fast you ate them and what ways you ate them. Yeah, that's true. I, I could say, like, I ate I ate them on peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Maybe this isn't because... a good anecdote to spinning yarn from either, because what you actually did was kind of crazy. 
I ate them on peanut butter and banana sandwiches to wash it down as I got tired of eat, eating them. Yeah. And you you would, like, uh, squeeze them out of <laughs> like the banana <laughs> peel straight into your mouth. Yeah, yeah. That I learned that from uh, Donkey Jungle Kong. Jungle Book. Yeah. Donkey Kong. You were in a race with Kanzi, the talking bonobo. Oh, over yeah. who could eat twenty seven bananas faster. But we also had to uh we also had to do like a a puzzle, like a linguistics puzzle yeah. at the same time. Yeah, you, you like won the banana to... eating contest but, but you I lost, lost the <laughs> I lost the um the iPad word game. <laughs> yeah, they kept showing you a mirror and you kept getting really upset and attacking the mirror. <laughs> And and doing a, an aggressive display of your teeth. That really wasn't much of a yarn either. I feel like a yarn, it, or I feel like it would have to be like a story. Yeah. Like that's just completely made up. Yeah. Like you, that you're like. Like I said the other day, I saw, I saw a haunted semi. Yeah. Because I knew it was haunted because I saw a vampire was driving it. Yeah. Now, that came from a reality. Right. Like, in that I saw a semi-truck that was all black. Yeah. And there was no driver. Right. So, I was like, that must be haunted. A haunted semi-truck. But the problem... is going down the street, no driver. All black. Actually, the back of the semi was made of trash bags. <laughs> So it was kind of, seemed more like a mummy would be driving it. But I, I lied and I said a vamp. I was like, I know it was haunted because a vampire was driving it. I feel like the we're getting we're getting to a good place, but the problem is that that's still just, uh, it's not really yarn. It's like a piece of lint. Like, it's like, uh, it's just short, you know? Yeah, so I would have to, like, hitchhike with the driver yeah. and go someplace, like step cemetery yes and you'd you'd have he would be telling you a story there'd have to be a story within the frame narrative yeah and he told me a story about a ghost yeah that lived at step cemetery and i was like oh the night hag (laughs) yeah everyone knows the night hag I went to Step Cemetery last weekend, and like uh, I was looking at this little boy's grave, mm-hmm. and a stick fell out of a tree. Right as I was, as I was reading the grave, a stick fell right out of the tree. Like someone threw it over at me. Someone threw it over at you, like from behind the grave. It seemed like someone. I think it fell out of the tree, but it seemed like someone threw it like over at me like it was like you know like yeah made a little sound and then did you investigate it yeah i walked over to the stick and i picked it up and i looked up at the tree yeah and i just kind of threw it back down (laughs) and then also an inchworm was crawling on my foot yeah and i put it on a stick 
Yeah. And then I set the stick on the sign that said Step Cemetery. Yeah. And it immediately died. Yeah. That story freaks me out because I feel like it's like... I feel like... Uh, why would the life be extinguished from the inchworm? It just like w- stood up straight and then it just fell. Yeah, no, I, no, I believe you, but like why? Like spiritually would the life be extinguished from the inchworm because it wasn't a real inchworm it was an apparition oh and it was a manifestation of a spirit so it didn't really die it just went stiff and fell and then the spirit exited the corporeal form of the inchworm which probably wasn't even really there what do you mean like it was it probably wasn't a real inchworm. What was it? It was like a ghost. Like an ectoplasmic, uh, a congealed piece of ectoplasm from a ghost. Yeah, or just like sort of like a digital, like a digital creature in the material world. Digital? Yeah, you know. Like a Digimon? Like made out of digits. Like in the Matrix. So it's like a sci-fi ghost. Yeah. It's like a ghost well, in you know, the show. It's like just, yeah, like a ghost. Yeah. I'm spinning the yarn. I know, yarn. I know. We're getting there. <laughs> but then this other bug came and landed on me, and it was a bug I'd never seen before. It had just, like, this really long butt that was, like, shaped like an anchor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's that? I don't know. And it was right after the inchworm died. There was this crazy flying ant thing with the longest butt in the world. And it looked like a wasp, but the stinger was, like, floppy. And was that scary? No, I was just trying to get a better look at it. I tried to take a picture of it. I know, but, but then it flew away. I know, but it's when you tell when you tell this anecdote, you always say the scary thing, a scary thing, and then you talk about the wasp. And I can't tell if the wasp is also like the order Is the wasp scary? Yeah. Is it scary to you? No. But but like I'm I'm wondering if you need to make it scary to me. Or if you were scared of it. Like, I wasn't scared of it. I was, like, curious about it. I was like, well, what is that? I don't know what kind of... I don't know what kind of bug that is. I've never seen it before. Yeah. But... So, the sequence of events is... Ghostly stick. Yep. Ghostly worm. Yep. Normal bug. Weird bug. Weird bug, but biological and normal. Yeah. But... So, like, the inchworm was probably, like, uh, also, I want to say the inchworm was so small. It was, like, the smallest inchworm I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, like, the size of, like, like a, like a a nose hair. (laughs) So, it was, like, extremely delicate. And, like, when I, when I bent down to pick it up off my foot. Yeah. I didn't know what kind of bug it was. How did you even notice it? Because it was bothering my foot because I was wearing t 
sativas. Yeah. And no socks. And you and you were uh, you had like heightened sensory experiences in the steps cemetery. Well, I, it was really quiet there, so yeah. I was just standing really still, and I said, "Let's just be quiet and let's just listen to the silence." And when we stood there for like a minute or two in silence, that's when I noticed the inchworm on my foot. And it was like, it was legit like a delicate hair that could move. And it probably died because of maybe just shock or something or, you know, but, um, When I set it down, it it like went upright, went stiff, and then I just poked it with my finger, didn't move, and then it fell into the grass, and it disappeared in the grass. It might have not even been a real bug. It might have just been a spirit. Right. The inchworm or the normal bug? The inchworm. Right. And then... The wasp came and landed on my arm. The wasp-esque thing came and landed on my arm. And I was like, what is that? But that one felt more like a bug that landed on me because it knows about the spirits. You know? Right. Like the, it felt more like a bug that was like friends with the spirits. So it, there was something supernatural about the bug. About the wasp. Yeah, but the wasp itself didn't feel like it was, like, a ghost. The wasp felt like it was uh, maybe controlled by a ghost. Yeah. (laughs) So the wasp was probably sent by a ghost to check me out. (laughs) And say, who is this guy who's paying his respects well, you know ghosts don't hang out at cemeteries. No? No, they travel around, but they can travel at the speed of light. So they can can come to the cemetery if you are, like, there doing stuff. Ghosts can travel at the speed of light? Yeah, souls, yeah. Then why are they always in haunted houses walking in circles and stuff? See, that's different than the cemetery. Maybe if you died in the cemetery, you would haunt the cemetery. Yeah, but I would travel at the speed of light. To where? Wherever you want to go. <laughs> to, like, spy on your grandchildren, great-grandchildren, or to, like, go to your old house that you used to live in and try yeah. and still live in there. Or... How come ghosts maybe, never, like, like, go on vacation? You don't know that they don't. They seem trapped by, by their past. Well, I think, yeah, that's why. Hmm. Because a real ghost, like a ghost, you, if you weren't, like if you're like a healthy person, you'll probably just not stay around this, like, protean realm, right? Yeah. If you're like, if all your business is done here and you did a good job in your life, you're not going to. Like you, when you quit a job, you don't, you don't go hang out at the job, at the old job, or when you like, it, when you break up with somebody, you don't like. Go keep, going on dates with them. Right. 
but, but you mentally might be you, you mentally might be at your old job or you mentally might be thinking about your ex yeah for sure but like so like that's like what a ghost is and then like but also they can be they can inhabit bugs and control <laughs> bugs yeah and they can throw sticks out of trees and also, there's, like, a little kid's grave that caught on fire at Step Cemetery so, last year. So, you had the stick incident, you had the inchworm incident, and you had the wasp incident, and then you left? Yeah, but nothing happened until we went to this little kid's grave. Yeah, oh, and someone else was there. Yeah, I was with Esther. Yeah. And everyone leaves, like, toys and stuff on the graves. For the little boy who's supposed to be the old the woman in black the ghost who haunts the cemetery mm-hmm. it's supposed to be her son is this so like the little boy who died he's like three years old or something this grave people leave like toys and candy all over it so um that apparently a couple years ago caught on fire and uh, I was looking at pictures of that, and it was pretty creepy looking. But it was probably just some, like, stoner kid set it on fire because he thought it would be trippy or something. Or because there's all these candies and bouncy balls and teddy bears and stuff, like, it could have been, like, someone lit a candle and, like, a teddy bear got caught on fire or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, all the toys around it. It's kind of crazy that, like, that forest fires don't happen more often here. Mm-hmm. It's just wet enough that... Because, like, that seems like it would have been, like, a disaster. Maybe like ghosts in, were in protecting or something. it. Yeah. Or maybe... And maybe the fire was actually, like, a blue... Like, a ghostly blue will-o'-wisp fire. Well, there's there's trail cams and stuff. They say, like, don't... They say, like, if you go in there you're going to be on camera. But I looked around for the cameras. Yeah. There's no cameras. So I was like, it must just be a sign that's lying. Or the cameras are like trail cams. Like, they're like just on trees. Which, that would be kind of cool. Because they just like capture movement. Mm-hmm. So if something weird did happen, they, they could like see it. But not, you know, you can't take a picture of a ghost. Well, I did one time, but that's a lot of that's scary. I'm getting scared talking about that stuff, man. Yeah, sorry for talking about it. What about what about this bug? That's just a regular spider. What's your favorite Bob Dylan song? That's a good question. He said he played Positively Forestry, Maggie's Farm. Yeah. And The Thin Man. Yeah. What is it? Thin Man? I can't remember. I don't know what it's... I don't know this. I don't know that one. Or maybe I do. I want to see if I know it. I like Tangled Up in Blue. Really? Yeah. That's my favorite Bob Dylan song. It, that's a really good one. I've been on a I've been on a Bob Dylan kick. I've been listening to a lot of him. 
Ballad of a Thin Man. Yeah, Ballad of a Thin Man. Oh, yeah, I know this song. A lot of his song titles, like, you wouldn't really guess. Yeah, this is a classic. Like, you wouldn't guess that, like, Positively 4th Street, like, would be, like, from the lyrics, you would never guess, oh, yeah, it's that song. Right. So. I really like the song Isis. Mm-hmm. Because it has this, like, mythic imagery of, like, he goes to this, like, pyramid and he digs up a... He goes to this pyramid in, in the, in like the icy tundra with this guy, and they're trying to dig up a body, but there's nobody there. And then the guy dies, and he throws the guy in, into the pit and covers him up in the tomb. And then he goes back and just is like, kicks it with his girlfriend. Dude, we should start a podcast about Bob Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> But we don't know anything. Like, like, but instead, instead of knowing everything about him, it's yeah, like we don't. We know listen him. to every Bob Dylan song. But we don't know anything about it. Yeah, and we don't have any curiosity about it either. Boo! <laughs> 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 ah. Yeah, man. I'm. A- Go ahead. Nah, I'm scared of a. I'm scared of ghosts. 